0: Get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood curtain, it's time for. Suck Tash! Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy. Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, Comedy Soundcast Soundcaster, Tyson yeah. Sainter! Yeah.
1: Yes, it is I, Tyson Sainer. Very grateful that you are joining me, brand new host of this program, and pale imitation of former host Mark Herschon. It is a great honor to be entrusted with the keys to the Succotash Soundcast sound kingdom, and I look forward to carrying on the tradition that has been listening to and sampling comedy, and otherwise, soundcasts for your own personal variety show, between your ears, in the theater of your mind. Today I have for you what can best be described as an average amount of soundcast clips, Six seems to be the magic number, but it's certainly not set in stone, as longtime listeners of this program can attest to. Soundcasts to look forward to hearing clips from include Fascination Street, Logical Nonsense, Your Mom's House, The Stanley and Bramley Show, The Los Angeles Breakfast Club on the Air, and High Content Podcast. We also have a double dose of comedian and raging moderate Will Durst's famed First of Durst segments. I'm very grateful that Mr. Durst has agreed to continue supplying us with his unique take on the politics of our times. You'll be hearing those later in the program. You'll also be hearing a classic Henderson's Pants ad from way back when Dash first debuted. But first, we dance. Dance, dance, dance,
2: dance. get off your feet and dance, 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 dance. Everybody dance, 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 get off your feet and dance,
3: dance.
1: Okay, now that we're sufficiently limber, let's crack into this new batch of Soundcast clips. When I was finding clips for this program and sending them off to Mr. Hershon, I now realized that a few of my contributions over the years may have stretched the definition of comedy a bit. Sometimes my decision to submit a clip was made by it being interesting or or different, or had a particular quality about them that I felt made them worthy of inclusion on Suckertash. I always had backup ideas for clips to submit in case my submissions couldn't be used for whatever reason, but to Mr. Hershon's great credit, my submissions were rarely, if ever, unused. Now, I'm completely aware that something, quote, having a particular quality about them, unquote, is nebulous at best and nothing if not 100% a subjective viewpoint. Whether or not something is interesting or different is also pretty much 100% subjective. This, of course, applies to comedy. Maybe not 100% with comedy, but very probably. The soundcast you're going to be hearing an excerpt from is not a comedy soundcast. It is called Fascination Street. It debuted on iTunes on July 3rd, 2017, and is hosted by Steve Owens of San Antonio, Texas. On the Libsyn website, which I'll mention later, the description of Fascination Street is as follows. My name is Steve Owens, and I meet a lot of people, sometimes in my travels, sometimes in my own hometown. Sometimes, quite by accident, I have stumbled into what I consider to be fascinating stories. So, after way too many got away, I decided to start recording them. Some of these conversations will be fascinating only to me. Some will be fascinating to you, too. In the end, I guess this podcast is just an excuse for me to get to travel, meet, and talk to more people. So, if you are so inclined, walk with me down Fascination Street. Last year, in 2017, Mr. Owens had the good fortune to spend a great deal of time with actor and Hollywood legend Clint Howard. There's a two-part episode of Fascination Street that is an interview with Mr. Howard. The clip you are about to hear is from an interview that Mr. Owens had with Clint's father. Another Hollywood legend, the late patriarch of the Howard family of actors and entertainers, Rance Howard. According to Mr. Owens, this is the last interview Mr. Rance Howard ever gave. In my opinion, it was a great interview that made it quite difficult to choose what would be the best segment of it to include here. Ultimately, I'm happy with my decision. In this clip from the episode which posted on December 31st of 2017, the late Mr. Howard tells us about growing up on a farm and how it informed his work ethic in the movie industry.
2: Like, I, I remember my mother, uh, I was. this was after I was out in the world, and so I was, didn't witness any of this, but I heard about it. She had been out riding, and she was doing something, either trying to rope a cow or trying to drive a cow somewhere, and somehow or another, uh, the horse slipped and fell, and she ended up, I don't know, having broken an arm and kind of a shoulder, and somehow she was unable to mount, but she could stand up and she could hold on to the saddle horn. And that was a a pretty frisky horse that she was riding. That horse walked with her, hanging on to the saddle horn slowly, all the way about a mile or a half mile and a half back home. Wow. Helping her get home. Well, that's super sweet. Uh, It really is. It shows you how they can just be, as I said, almost human. So you grew up on horses, yeah, on farms and ranches. I think I interrupted you and I don't think you got to finish how do you think that growing up on a farm Oh yes, form, yeah. oh yes, work, well, you, work it, that... it, it, you know Steve, it taught me so much. It taught me what really hard work is. Which reminds me of a story. There was a, a wonderful character actor who won an Academy Award named Ben Johnson. Okay, Ben Johnson and I went to the same little one-room country school, not together. He was about 10 years ahead of me.
4: Okay. When well, like I Kansas. got there,
2: Ben Johnson had been there. His dad was a world champion steer roper at one time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, in a way, my family is fairly close to Ben's family. At one time, when my mother was, a, I guess, probably a teenager, she actually dated Ben Johnson's dad. Now, Ben Johnson's dad was a cowboy, and his name was also Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson's dad and an uncle of mine, a guy named Coit, Uncle Coit, were good buddies. Together, they drove a Model T Ford and pulled a trailer hauling Ben's horse out to somewhere in either Wyoming or Montana, where Ben rode that horse and used him, I think his name might have been Ribbon, in that world championship roping. And that, that's where Ben Johnson's dad became world championship steer roper, and then eventually Ben grew up and became world champion calf roper. So anyway, Ben really knew what hard work was, mm-hmm. and he he came you know out of the same Oklahoma dirt that I did. Anyway, Ben, as you know, became an an actor and won Academy Award, did a lot of movie work, and actors. I don't know if you know this, but. They have a tendency to, as soon as they get their belly full and have a little money in their pocket, they start to complain a lot. They can bitch and moan and carry on about almost anything. The call was too early or... My trailer was too small. That's always a problem. Dressing room too small, you know? Just all kind of problems. And Ben would sit around and listen to this, you know, and kind of smile. And once in a while he would speak up and say, Boys, I'll tell you something about this acting business. It sure does beat working. (laughs) And that's the way I feel about it. And It makes me, I mean, having had that experience, having worked, I'm talking about hard work. I don't know, for some reason, I liked it. I really liked it. I don't know whether it was made me feel like I was growing into a man, or I'm not sure, but I just loved it. But I still do. I grew up loving hard work. So anyway, what did that do to me? It made me very tolerant of sometimes the long hours that actors have to put in sometimes the bad weather that we face sometimes it can be really freezing but if it's on the shooting schedule and the camera will roll you're out there you know where it's cold or you're out there if it's not raining and it's a rain scene someone is spraying water on you you know Uh, you are subjected to some of the worst possible conditions imaginable and you tolerate it you do it well because i love it i just there's nothing i would rather be doing right now i'm enjoying sitting here talking to you because i in a way in a way i'm performing in a way i'm i know that somewhere there will be a public listening to this and it's giving me an opportunity and i love it i love performing so anyway the hard work and those conditions and everything prepared me to really enjoy what I have to do to be an actor.
1: If you want to hear more episodes of Fascination Street, visit FascinationStreet.Libsyn.com, or you can find the program on iTunes and iHeartRadio. You can reach the show on Twitter at, at @FascinationSTPD and the host Steve Owens at, at @SteveDave47. That's at Steve Dave47. Our next clip is from a show called Logical Nonsense, hosted by Jab and Breezy. They're a soundcast from Ontario, Canada, whose first episode is listed on iTunes as having been posted in October of 2017. The description of the show on SoundCloud and iTunes is, Jab and Breezy take an explicit and comedic look into popular pop culture topics that make no sense to them. Every Tuesday, without shame, they will share their experiences and opinions while dissecting the nonsense and sharing new mind-blowing facts and history that will leave you cry laughing. Follow us to join in our weekly challenges where J and B compete against each other in a unique contest of wits or might. Here's a taste of a mini episode posted January 23rd, 2018, between episodes 8 and 9, where Dab and Breezy discuss pet peeves.
5: We all have them. We all pretend that we don't notice them. And it's really annoying. So today, we are talking about pet peeves. And we're actually going to work through our pet peeves. And instead of sitting there and gritting our teeth... And just pretending that they don't exist, we're actually going to discuss them. And then we're going to talk about the solutions that we're going to give you guys to get through them and make sure they never happen again. And I'm going to start this one off with one of the biggest pet peeves that I can possibly think of for myself. And that's people who hog the goddamn sidewalks. Mm. I can't stand it. If I am walking down... I walk to work every single day. And if I am walking down the sidewalk, why is it that... You have a couple, or you have someone who's walking their dog, or you have a group of people who always seem to, in their mind anyways, have this understanding that they get the whole sidewalk and you don't. I mean, a sidewalk is meant for one thing. Two people to walk in opposite directions. Single file. Yeah, single file to get where they're supposed to go. At what point do we just absolutely forget that existed? Because here's my solution, and this is going to sound extreme. I don't care if you're an elderly person. I don't care if you're a child under five years old. Can I do this? I don't care what your age category is or who you are. If you are taking up the entire sidewalk, whether you're a couple or with your nana or your popo or whatever you want to call them, I am going to take my arms and I'm going to put them out like wings and I am going to decimate (laughs) you like I was the Philadelphia Eagles taking over the minnesota vikings i am going to absolutely decimate you if your dog is crossing the entire sidewalk i am going to kick your dog like a football i'm not going to kick your dog like a football
6: (laughs) these are the solutions eh? that
5: one might be a little extreme don't kick the dog dogs have nothing to do with it it's their stupid owner but that's the solution you run into them in fact on that note the other thing i'm going to add to that is when people walk on the wrong side of the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. So, similar like cars, you have people on the right who are driving one way and people on the left who are driving the other way. And because we do it with cars, that's always the way it's been when you're walking as well. I get it. Some people aren't from the North Americas or the South Americas or whatever. (laughs) Or the Americas. Any of the North Americas. Any of the Americas. We'll take them all. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, (laughs) that's just how it is here. And why is it that people have forgotten... What side of the sidewalk we need to be walking on? And so I'm always hugging the right-hand side. And I know it's not that big of a deal to a lot of people, but to me, it's a huge deal. I feel like I'm going through a goddamn slalom half the time <laughs> when I'm walking home. So again, my solution to that is I'm just going to start playing chicken with everyone. Hmm. And that's my solution. If you're walking on the wrong side, I'm not moving. And my hope, because most people move out of the way at the last second, my hope is that someone doesn't move out of the way and we both run into each other and then i finally get to look at them and be like yeah yeah that's exactly what happens if you're walking on the wrong side i run you over
6: teach them one by one it's a noble effort to make yep i'm gonna jump into cars for mine and similar idea but i like to strategize my life more than like two seconds in advance like i like to kind of know what i'm doing when i'm driving on the inside lane and you put your turn signal on like to turn left at the very last possible moment you can do it. <laughs> like just to denote like so that I don't rear end you. Yeah. You're just doing it out of courtesy for yeah. yourself at that point. Um, I hate you. I hate you so much <laughs> because now I can't get around you. Yeah. There's like a hundred cars coming from the other side so I'm not getting through this light. Yeah. There's a hundred cars to the right. I could have been one of them but it didn't give me an advance warning when they weren't all close together at the intersection. So annoying. And then in Toronto I mean anybody who says go around I'm like Toronto we have those street streetcar getting off areas too so like I don't even have the option. I'm just yeah. I'm just stuck now with that cement piece. So in terms of solutions to that, I mean I'd like to take your approach of like Eagles just decimating the Vikings <laughs> or or into the future, Patriots just decimating the Eagles, but uh It's aggressive. Yeah, but I, I I really can't just rear end the car in front of me with the Corolla that's gonna cost me money. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll just start driving down the middle of the road. Maybe I'll fix the wrong with the wrong. I'll drive down the middle so I have the option at the last minute. Till people get their shit together.
5: I don't believe you have any other option. I think it's the only way. I think it's the only way to make people learn. You have to drive down the
6: middle of the road. That's how we help them.
1: <laughs> you can find more episodes of Logical Nonsense by Jab and Breezy on iTunes and Spreaker, as well as our SoundCloud site. You can follow the show on Twitter at Jab and Breezy and Instagram at Jab and Breezy. Now here's the first of two Burst of Durst segments. This one is about something called GOP Bridal Remorse. Let's listen.
7: Hey, guys. We'll durst here with a few choice words about the sticky spot the GOP finds itself sleeping in after waltzing to the altar with that fair-haired groom, Donald Trump. Even forced marriages are compelled to abide by that for better or worse proposition. And lately, the emphasis has definitely been on the latter. The honeymoon part was winning control of the House, Senate, and Oval Office for the first time since George W. was asking Dick Cheney for a hall pass for the West Wing Laboratory. The downside is being unmasked as the race-baiting, xenophobic, hypocritical party of the rich they spent decades trying to disguise. Trump hasn't changed the Republican Party. He just lifted the rock they were hiding under. A few of those who joyously donned the white dress and proudly stood next to Donnie John in November 2016 are suffering from a bad case of bridal remorse. They now regret climbing into bed with a man exhibiting the same kind of behavior that got him labeled as a serial abuser. But most are making such incredible ethical contortions, they probably sparked interest from various Cirque du Soleil recruiters. A lot of the rationalizations are recognizable to staffs at battered women's shelters. He's new at this, but he loves me. He didn't mean to do it. That's just Donald being Donald. Nobody's perfect. Don't judge him by his hair. Doesn't sweat much for a fat guy. Problem is, the midterm elections are looming like the shadow of Mothra eight short months away, and all the bridesmaids and groomsmen are busy weighing whether to trot out their wedding photo to demonstrate how they still love, honor, and obey, or to risk a primary opponent from the right who will teach them about the till death do us part part. For suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, I'm Will Durst. Our next clip
1: is from the soundcast known as Your Mom's House. It's hosted, of course, by comedian couple Tom Segura and Christina Pachitsky. If you go to the website for Your Mom's House and click the link labeled Meet Your Mommies, as they are known to their listeners, you will be greeted by the description of this particular soundcast, which reads as follows Your Mom's House is the hugely successful podcast hosted by married comedians Tom Segura and Christina Pachitsky. If you enjoy seventh grade humor, you will love YMH. Your Mom's House. Is a top-rated podcast on iTunes and was nominated for the Stitcher Radio Comedy Award in 2013. Well done. The show now tours regularly in Canada and the United States. Your Mom's House was just featured in Vice and will be featured on Ovation TV, quote, The Art of Podcasting, unquote. Sometimes they have a guest for the program, which is often streamed live on YouTube. This clip is from episode 435, in which they do not have a guest.
8: Let's see what they continue to do here they're really uh, pissed that i believe it, this is the garbage truck driver oh poor guys those
9: are the worst that's the worst job to have man let, i don't know if let it's let the, the worst
8: go. job it's like but can you can you give the guy i mean listen, it's a hard job she really flips out
9: oh
1: geez okay, have you, not, you ever
10: had someone have an emergency these are not cars. in front of you
1: these are not cars they don't stop on a dime it
10: doesn't matter you have to be far enough behind
1: you know what i'm gonna tell you the whole you should
10: have picked up my trash big boy I-
1: <laughs>
9: big boy
10: you didn't pick up my trash, big boy. No, you didn't. You want to go see what you left?
0: I left the carpeting in the panties. You were
10: supposed to pick up
0: everything. Nope, four bags. Yeah.
10: Oh, before. you are in so much and deep crap. Well, you wait to your, your boss tells you what you got to pick up. He's here too. You win. think you get to decide what you pick up and what nope, you don't? No, know? it's
11: what you ordered.
8: You know what uh, I'm always amazed by? Huh. This lady's so angry and she yeah. doesn't curse. Oh, when yeah. someone can do that. She's like big boy, your rear end. Like, yeah. She's so heated, and she's not dropping any. I don't know how people do that. She
9: keeps it Christian.
8: Ke- yeah, Christian temper. I don't
9: know. I Christian temper oh no, I can't Christian temper on him. Oh no, I can't do that. I can't. If I'm super
8: anything. pissed, oh, the no. worst things come no. out. No. 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 Yeah, I mean, she's really heated. I,
9: I, I gotta tell you,
8: I keep saying she.
9: I'm sorry. No. I just, I'm still blown away just at how man m- masculine she is, and the shoulders and the tank top. Got, got big and...
8: shoulders. She might be a weightlifter though. I don't think so. You don't think
9: she, she... She had better shit to do if she were. I just feel like she got nothing going on.
8: Hmm. Might be doing a lot of strict press, a lot of power cleans.
10: <laughs> twerp! That's what you ordered. Twerp. Twerp. I know what I ordered. Okay. And you're going to pay.
9: Oh, okay. okay. Okay.
10: Yeah, baby. Okay. You like your job?
9: No. I'm you a garbage like man. Yep,
1: yeah, I do.
10: Yeah! Well, good luck, because you ain't going to have it past today, baby.
9: Okay. Oof. What a weirdo.
8: It's always crazy to me when someone thinks they have that much power.
9: <laughs> like, what is she, Who no. the fuck are
8: you that you're going to decide whether this guy has a job
9: or not? Yeah, and she's going to spend that energy doing Whoa. that? Whoa. Yeah. And they pull in front
10: of you, you slow down and you stop, boy. I tried
6: to slow down. You
10: you didn't try <laughs> hard enough, baby. These don't stop you on you into the back of me.
6: These don't stop on
9: well, a dime, man. Well, you should know that. You should have picked you didn't up my give me time. You didn't give me time. <laughs> I think,
8: you know, what would be dude? interesting is what do you think those tits weigh? Uh, <laughs> we've been talking about uh, yours. Yeah. But those are no joke, right? Those are
9: no joke. And they're she's not wearing a, any kind of support bra what, at all.
8: What size do you think those are? No
9: oh, many... H. H? H sloppers. And they're not even contained. But I'm surprised there's they're no wild. jiggle. She's got
8: wild tits
9: on her. Oh, yeah. Wow. That top is not flattering for that either. Yeah,
8: she's got some big Fuck,
9: face. she is special. Yeah. She is touched. again.
8: We keep assuming, but
9: you know, I I just think it's such. I, I don't I I don't know how people have time for this shit to call up the the man's boss and
1: wait and, and the, this fired
8: up. I know. Who cares?
9: Who cares?
8: Is it
1: really worth well, this yeah. trash? Oh, it's yeah. worth
10: <laughs> every penny, baby. Because I've been working with you with your rear end for weeks. Is it worth getting in? Yeah. I told you what you were supposed to do. A
9: B. <laughs> Okay. Like a damn child. Yeah. Whew. I mean, I also have so much empathy for people that do pick up our trash. Or, I mean, isn't it, isn't his day like hard enough? He's up at the crack of dawn. He's picking up trash. It doesn't smell good in there.
8: Oh, you don't think she has these thoughts and feelings?
9: <laughs> like, who cares? Let the guy...
8: But don't you also at this point when you me. see someone this upset...
9: <laughs> at some point, don't
8: you go... You're not upset about the trash.
9: No, she's upset because she, she weighs too up, much. She didn't
8: get the right bra. That's what she's she She got upset. the
9: wrong fucking support bra. She's found out
8: she has 25-pound tits <laughs> each.
9: <laughs> she's upset because she woke up a man. She's so fucking... She's so gnarly, you know? Yeah. She's just angry. She's angry at other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Here, th- th-
8: now she... Listen, look, listen to this mocking. She just went like A, B... C, I fucking... Talk to you like a baby, and she goes, oh, "All
10: right." And you can't even follow instructions. Why don't you go back? How to old vehicle? are you? Why don't you go back? Baba ba, ba, baby, baba ba, baby, <laughs> da 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 <laughs> da.
9: Yeah. yeah, You know, my mom was like this, though. I think that's why it also bothers me. I like, healthy, uh, just <laughs> balance. Baba ba, baby, baba ba, baby, da yeah. <laughs> da 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 Exactly. My mom would like yell at salespeople like this, or she took everything personally. Like this. A B C D E F G. Yeah. Crazy.
8: That's, she's good at the alphabet.
9: <laughs>
1: Jesus. Yeah. To learn more about Your Mom's House Podcast, you can go to www.yourmomshousepodcast.com. You can tweet at Tom Segura at T-O-M-S-E-G-U-R-A and Christina Pajitsky at C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A capital P. And you can email your mommies at yourmomspodcast at gmail.com. They're very interactive with their listeners. Sometimes a soundcast will have very little biographical information attached to their pages. The Stanley and Branley Show is one of those soundcasts. The description for the Stanley and Branley Show on both their SoundCloud and iTunes page reads as follows. Quote, Welcome to the worst call-in show you've never heard. Unquote. So far they have 60 episodes, with several mini or bonus episodes, and they've been posting on iTunes since May of 2016. This clip is from episode 60, published February 13, 2018. In this clip, Stanley and Bradley, listen to dating advice from a YouTube video. Beep, beep beep beep
12: beep beep. Beep 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 beep.
11: All right, we gotta we gotta do we have to do a show about something.
3: No. <laughs> I just decided
8: though. No. I guess that's true. All right, let's let's do look up like YouTube like how to deal with a breakup.
11: Or like, how to how to get girls to like you? Dude, youtubing is weird because we don't ever really say what's happening in the videos. We just
8: yeah, but that's why we just need to find someone who's going so, to talk to us. So, what
11: are we looking at? Break how to up? get girls to like you? Oh god! In, in middle, middle school, school in high school, or in fifth grade? How to get a girl to like you instantly? Oh my god! How mu- Wait, wait, wait! How much do you want to bet she's going to say? You have to be confident and be yourself. Call Andy. And then we'll ask, no, let's, let's watch some of these and then we'll call Andy and give him advice. <laughs> okay.
4: Hey, what's up guys? Hey. It's Peter from Top Think. And today we are going to learn exactly how to get a girl to like you. Yes. But Fuck, quickly yes. before that, be sure to subscribe to Top Think for well, it's awesome True, true, true. We could call Lindsay after this. About psychology, self-improvement, and strategy. Now let's begin. Number one, make fun of yourself. Everybody knows that girls love to laugh. So if you're a funny guy, it's going to be very attractive
11: to did I say? Did I say funny? Unfortunately, that was a lot one of, the, of humor I, these I days
4: comes that. at the expense of other people. And that can make things pretty awkward. However, a great source of humor comes from within. And what do I mean by that? I mean that if you can make fun of yourself. Tell her that you shit the bed. Super mean. Girls are going to find it really funny. Dude, that's I not good advice. I will give you advice. guys an easy example. If you're hanging out with a group that's of girls. That's cheap advice. That's one called of them fishing. And talks about something girly. Go to the and comments. Pretend to empathize with them? <coughs> so empathize like, with them? I don't like wow. this. This is making me. Wow, oh, no. I, I spent so much, so much time. time on my makeup this morning. You can humorously respond with, yeah, same here. It took so long. This is pretty obviously sarcasm, and everyone will find it funny. Also, <laughs> everyone like thinks it's funny. is going to notice. Jesus. Number right. two, acquire a cool skill. Having awesome skills is really attractive to girls. Is this so Diana speak a foreign language or play guitar? <laughs> be sure to let her know. At the same time, what don't talk fuck? yourself up too much. That will come off What's as arrogant apple? and annoying. But if you tactfully highlight your skills or talents, it will make um. you much more appealing to her. She will see you as dynamic and interesting, someone who has his own life. Mm. And this is really I important do. if you want her to like you. The reasoning is pretty simple. Boring people are not fun to be around. No, what? they usually do not bring much to the relationship.
11: This isn't even advice. The
4: exact opposite is true for
11: people. Try cool try skills. not to be boring. So if
4: you don't have any real skills. So
11: basically, if you if you're really attractive, <laughs> you um, have and you have skills and you're funny. People want to fuck you if you're attractive, and, and when you have more money, you can buy more stuff. So, uh, people like people like people who are fun to be around. So if if you're fun to be around. Then you, you people will like you're you. fun to be around. You people know, people like you. If,
8: if you think that you're fun to be around, you probably f- might not be fun to be around. Actually, That's great advice. If you think that you can learn how to do things from YouTube videos, besides like taking things apart or building things or like a lot of things, if you're looking,
11: f- <sighs> all right. So if I could just. Be funny and smarter. If, I could turn back time. if only you could, Tibby. If
8: I could turn back time,
9: acquire a cool skill. I want to watch. Boring s- is not fun. Dynamic and interesting. I
11: want to find a video of like an Eric Andre doing like, advice like this. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be boring if somebody's being serious. Four types of guys. Girls, pioneers. So, basically, you just want to be this person instead of you, and maybe you won't
1: die alone. If you want to hear more of these mysterious soundcasters, you can go to the aforementioned SoundCloud or iTunes, and you can also find them on iVooks, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Podchaser iVooks is small i big-V, two O's and an X, and it's the first I'd heard of that one. The Stanley and Branley Show does have a Facebook account, but no Twitter account. Still, there's plenty of content. So, cheers, gentlemen. If you visit www.labreakfastclub.com, you will see the cheerful sentiment, quote, making Los Angeles a better place since 1925, unquote. In case you have never heard of the Los Angeles Breakfast Club, or the LABC for short, the description on the website reads, For over 90 years, the Los Angeles Breakfast Club has been gathering to enjoy mornings among friends. Whether making new contacts or actively supporting good works in the community, its members have come from all walks of life to share a meal and a friendship. What started as a men's writing group has evolved into an open membership of business and professional people, as well as active retirees, people who enjoy their community and are enthusiastic about living here. Then there's a picture of a sign that lets you know that the meeting place for this club is what they call... The Friendship Auditorium, with its sub-motto, quote, Where Friends Congregate, unquote. And under the picture, the text continues. The club hosts weekly speakers on topics covering your community and the world. It also provides opportunities to actively support good works in your community through the Breakfast Club Foundation or through hands-on work with any of the organizations whose work we highlight. It's a great way to become a more informed, effective member of your community and, as we say each Wednesday morning, quote, to get better acquainted and start your day off right, unquote. On February 28, 2017, the first episode of the Soundcast, The Los Angeles Breakfast Club, on the air, debuted, as described by host Phil Lernis in the same episode. Quote, for many decades, The Los Angeles Breakfast Club was a fixture on the radio, unquote. And of the Soundcast, Mr. Lernis calls it a, quote, return of sorts to the days of yesteryear, unquote. The show features interviews, newsreel clips, and a selection of musical interludes from throughout the near century that LABC has been operating, and various speakers who share their experiences and generally have a good time. Founded in 1925 by business leaders, entertainment figures, and politicians, the Los Angeles Breakfast Club is a weekly gathering place for those seeking camaraderie and those who love the history and culture of Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Breakfast Club on the air is a tribute to the days of yesteryear when LABC was a fixture on the radio, and it's a monthly review and preview of happenings at the Democracy of Ham and Eggs. The show was hosted and produced by podcast veteran Phil Earnest, co-host and co-producer of your Chill Talk Hollywood Hour, and a weekly USA cultural correspondent to the UK's Midweek Drive program on Siren FM and Southside Broadcasting. Suckatash's very own former host-turned-executive producer Mark Hershon began announcing duties for this program in its sixth episode, published July 1, 2017. This clip is from the first episode, published in February 2017, features an interview with an individual who has been instrumental in revitalizing the Los Angeles Breakfast Club, president and board chair of the LABC, Lily Holloman.
3: In having had the vision, creativity, and boundless energy to revive the club the way she has, it's tempting to think of Lily Holloman as being our Walt Disney Which, of course, she can't possibly be, seeing as how actual club member Walt Disney was our Walt Disney. One of the most hilarious functions Lily serves is to fill in from time to time for Dr. Jim Whitney in leading us through our morning calisthenics.
12: Okay, everybody, let's take a deep breath in and out. And let's stretch our arms up to the sky. The right arm up, ah! Left arm up, oh!
4: And uh, and stretch our heads. Give it a big yawn.
12: cha-cha yay good morning good morning good morning okay roll your shoulders back To the right Mm. and to the left, (laughs) and now actually, I'm really feeling a leg stretch, guys. Let's go out on a limb and touch our toes if you can. I feel good. <laughs> All right. Now for our traditional ham and eggs exercise. If you're new, you'll catch on. Don't worry. Arms up. Palms up, arms out. And repeat. Ba ba cha cha and all that jazz.
7: let's all be seated and sing along with some songs
0: hail to the chief she's the one that we say hail to
12: Lily Holoman. where am I supposed to look when I make these announcements I'm, I never know just go okay directly at Conrad okay hi Conrad welcome back
5: Lily
9: Holloman,
3: An actress and a producer, Lily first learned about the Los Angeles Breakfast Club while flipping through an issue of the Screen Actors Guild magazine. And in that issue, there was a photo of Red Skelton performing for the club. And she saw that the address was in her neighborhood. So one Wednesday morning, bright and early, she walked on over to the Shrine of Friendship. Lily, welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you remember what it was that you so immediately fell in love with when you visited uh, the Los Angeles Breakfast Club that first time?
12: What I fell in love with was this secret bubble of magic that I had discovered in the base of Griffith Park at 7 o'clock in the morning before the city had risen. I felt like I had stumbled across ancient ruins that um, nobody else knew about.
3: And then what happened when you visited the breakfast club? (laughs)
12: So it was this community of people who were doing these crazy rituals that um, felt like a high school assembly in the 1950s. And this very tactile feeling of community and camaraderie and fun and silliness.
3: Okay.
1: You can find the Los Angeles Breakfast Club on the air by going to the show's website, labreakfastclublive.libson.com, or you can visit Stitcher or iTunes. And you can read a HuffPost article about it from February 6, 2017, penned by none other than Sakatash's executive producer, Mark Hershon. on the link we'll provide on the blog at succotash.libson.com. You can follow the Los Angeles Breakfast Club on Twitter at labreakfastclub, that's L-A-B-R-E-A-K-F-A-S-T-C-L-U-B, Lily Holloman at L-I-L-Y-H-O-L-L-E-M-A-N, and Phil Erness at P-H-I-L-L-E-I-R-N-E-S-S. Currently, Phil Erness and Lily Holliman have a GoFundMe campaign to help cover the medical bills of their beloved cat, Fuzz Aldrin. The whole story and how you can donate, if you so desire, can be found at www.gofundme.com forward slash save hyphen fuzz F U Z hyphen aldrin, A-L-D-R-I-N. And you can follow Fuzz Aldrin on Twitter at TheFuzzAldrin.
0: This portion of Suckatash is brought to you by Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. If you're a gentleman of proportion who tends to leave nothing to the imagination whenever you squat down, or if you've ever been mistaken for a bike rack just by bending over to tie your shoe, maybe it's time to consider checking out a pair of Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. Where most pants end at the waistline, Henderson's turtleneck slacks are just getting started. You get a generous three inches of ribbed cotton fabric that both gives and supports where it counts, the gut and buttocks. What's more, there's no need to worry about whether your belt matches your shoes. With Henderson's turtleneck slacks, you just pull them up and forget them. The ingenious turtleneck waist keeps your pants in place. And even if you have to jump around, we guarantee you'll never show anything so much as an inch of butt crack or a sliver of that ample full moon. It's always tucked away, safe and sound, in your Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks. Originally designed for plumbers, construction workers, and priests, you can now pick up a pair of Henderson's Turtleneck Slacks wherever fine pantaloons are sold. And now, back to suck
1: You know, I do love a good Henderson's Pants ad, and there are so many good ones. I will be continuing to play them. I am concerned, however, that uh, there are people that think it's a real sponsor, and uh, therefore what do we need with sponsorship? And (laughs) I assure you, they're completely made up. So we are uh, footloose and sponsor-free as a program as of this time in space. Maybe not for much longer. So we'll see what the future brings. Finally tonight, the High Content Podcast. I became aware of this show as I was looking for Soundcast-related gigs on Craigslist. I happened to cross an ad from someone looking to start a Soundcast who was seeking a co-host. That someone was High Content Podcast's host, Iraj Lopez, who dropped his first episode on SoundCloud back in June of 2017. Since then, he has released episodes consistently, occasionally with co-host Joe Barati, guests such as Ariel Robinson, and comedians local to Humboldt County, where the Soundcast is based including Joshua Barnes, Jessica Grant, and Matt Redbeard. Also featured in the episode with Matt Redbeard was Chris Durant, the co-creator of Savage Henry Magazine, a well-known humor publication in Humboldt County that sponsors many comedy events throughout the year, including a comedy festival every Labor Day weekend that had its sixth iteration in September of 2017. The show's topics range from pop culture, politics, science, nature, and what is both frightening and exciting about humanity. When there isn't a co-host or guest, the show features host Iraj Lopez brainstorming ways to improve the world, and various what-if scenarios. Oh yes, I should also mention he is usually dabbing before and during recordings. If you don't know what dabbing is, I invite you to look it up. Not because I'm being difficult, but because I wouldn't want to deny anyone their own journey of discovery and the joy that it may bring. I also recommend you use DuckDuckGo, hashtag not a sponsor yet, rather than Google if you'd like a certain amount of privacy on your journey. Here's a clip from episode 27 titled, I Want to Boil a Gallon of Cum, posted on February 18th, 2018, edited ever so slightly for time, not content, to fit closer to the five-minute cap established by original show host and creator, now executive producer Mark Hirschhorn.
13: Oh, another thing. I watched, not watched, I listened to an NPR podcast recently within within the last three months, three-fifty months. And it was about the discovery of phosphorus and how it was discovered and who whom it was discovered by. And the name is not important because I don't care about names. Especially when my name's Iraj Lopez. This motherfucker in the 1800s who discovered phosphorus did it by accident by boiling a gallon of piss. This motherfucker was so high... Like this is this is why we need we this motherfucker was high on probably on fucking opium and fucking kush from the fucking the, the, his Chinese friends. And that Chinese Medilil kush. Mixes the opium and kush, smokes it. Gets high and goes, "You know what? I'm a I'm a piss a gallon. and I'm going to boil this shit." You know why? Cuz uh I'm 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 about to move out of this little hut and I don't give a fuck if it smells like piss in here. So he does that. He gets a fucking gallon of piss, boils it, and like it's boiling, he's like, "This smells disgusted. I'm gonna get away from this. This shit nasty." Keeps it, let's boil, 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 boil. He returns to no more boil, to no more liquid, but a wax, a nice thick layer of wax in the bottom coating of the pan where it once was boiling. And he's like, "Was ist das?" I'm assuming he's German. He looks at the ball of wax and he picks it up because he's a disgusting motherfucker. But after after watching listening to the NPR podcast, I, piss is not piss is actually pretty sterile and it's, it's pretty clean. It's probably the only good thing that comes out of us. It's only bad when it get it gets mixed with poop. So if you have piss, don't mix it with your poop. It will become dangerous. So separate your poops and pisses. Uh, keep keep the liquids with the liquids and solids with the solids because one one is lethal and one is good. But both of them together make lethal concoction. You know. So now you know. No more. You know. Um, so my what I want to do is. And this is out this this kind of is a broadcasting and a uh, a calling really. I want to boil a gallon of cum. I want to boil a gallon of jism of male jism. I want one gallon's worth, but there's a lot of lot of lot of steps going going into this because I need all this at one time. That is the biggest. That's the biggest problem I'm having. I, I've I've had my mathematicians look this up, and if I if I came twice a day, two t tea, tea, teaspoons, do TBS TBS is teaspoons, not 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 the channel, TPBS that's tablespoon teaspoon. Okay, so so two if I if I come twi- if I jizz them twice a day, and I jizz up to two teaspoons a day, I could complete this in 64 days. But the number one problem with that. Is that my sperm will die in that time, and I don't know if I can if I don't have the technology to freeze dry my, my sperm every time I come. You know that, that'd be very difficult. So this is what I need. This is what I need. I need. Let me, let me, let me break out my calculator. You know, right now the, the, the you know that numbers meme of of the numbers flying around. And, um, I'm gonna need. <laughs> I'm gonna need 128 male gentlemen to at one time release your Krakens into a communal vat. I need you. I need you to jism in a to tu- <laughs> I need you to Jism into a container. Adam O'Tonos <laughs> I need you I beg of you to climax into a receptacle with your 128 brethren. I need and plead for 128 men to come into box. If I can make this happen, If I can gather one hundred and twenty eight men I you I the you can't imagine the discoveries the the Nobel Peace Prizes and Science Prizes what we can discover by boiling a gallon of cum? could be the next cancer treatment, cancer cure. What if we boiled a gallon of cum and produced the cure for Alzheimer's or the we, we figured out the how to, how to fly, human flight? Now, if
1: you don't find that funny, there's nothing I can or wouldn't do about that. If you do, I can tell you that the excerpt is pretty typical of the high-content podcast in general. You can find high-content podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, and Spreaker on Twitter, at at High Content Pod, and you can contact High Content Podcast at highcontentpodcast at gmail.com. The host has stated on his SoundCloud site that you should contact him, quote, for anything, inquiries, questions, comments, concerns, a hello, something you create, something you want me to check out, literally anything, unquote, and, quote, be a good Cushboy boy and girl and follow the High Content SoundCloud page and subscribe on Apple Podcast. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcast as well. Thanks, my little kush so proud of you, unquote. That's good advice to anyone who wishes to see their own favorite soundcast succeed, including this one. And now the second burst of Durst from comedian and raging moderate Will Durst. This one's called The Cafeteria Lady is Packing.
7: Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words about Donald Trump's response to the latest in a distressing series of school shootings. Or better yet, multiple responses. Because the president was all over the map, like an apprentice cartographer on a garbage scow in the middle of a typhoon. First, he said, we should arm teachers. Then he yelled at the mainstream media for claiming he said we should arm teachers. Then he said we shouldn't just give teachers guns, but bonuses and snacks. Not rulers or pencils. Guns, yes. Stationery, no. During a listening session with relatives and survivors of the Florida high school massacre, he entered the room carrying a cheat sheet that reminded him to say, I hear you. Apparently his staff is aware that hearing people in a listening session is not his first instinct. Trump also insisted we focus on mental health issues, conveniently forgetting that it was he who got rid of the rules restricting the mentally ill from purchasing guns. A lot like Germany complaining that they don't have any halfway decent Jewish delis anymore. Yeah, there you go. Let's give guns to teachers. Probably help cut down on tardiness, note passing, and back talk. Not to mention making faculty meetings and parent-teacher conferences a lot more interesting. Details were murky, but this undoubtedly means arming the janitors and cafeteria ladies as well. Although many will argue that school lunches were already weaponized during the Reagan administration. The National Rifle Association says we need more good guys with guns. Problem is, a lot of good guys with guns belong to that whole kill them all and let god sort them out school of thought. And once teachers are armed, it's only a matter of time before the kids start packing— I'm going out during recess to play tetherball. Cover me. For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, I'm Will Durst.
1: And of course, my gratitude again to Mr. Will Durst for staying with us throughout this transition. You can stay in touch with Mr. Durst's perspective through his host site, willdurst.com. He's also on Twitter, at Will And if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area or going there in the near future, you will find on the aforementioned website. Dates, locations, and tickets for his latest one-man show, Durst Case Scenario, Midterm Madness. Well, that about does it. It's time to sweep up the eyeballs and count the tills. It's sort of, but not really been a maiden voyage. I'd like to thank Kenny Durgis, Will Durst, Joe Paulino, Scott Carvey, Bill Haywat, Henderson's pants, and of course our executive producer Mark Hershon for their support and contributions to this episode, and every episode of Suckatash that came before I had even heard of the program, back when Mr. Hershon started posting episodes. In March of 2011, I hope you will continue this journey of discovery with me, and I look forward to continuing to bring this Whitman sampler of soundcasts from all around the world where they record in English. For everyone here, I bid you farewell and gently remind you to please pass the succotash.
0: You've been listening to Suckatash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host Tyson Sainer. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHot Radio, and on the <laughs> laughable app. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Hotline at our toll call number, 818-921-7212. The number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at itale.com slash u Suckatash. Production of Suckatash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Sainer. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durgis. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash. Goodbye.